Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Well, playing prevent defense when you're down 10 points seems like a strange strategy. But what do I know? I'm just a guy out on the range. It's high noon! For Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Getter and Gab at I'm your moderator and the merch site is www.cancelcotour.com. Today is the 175th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You defrauded the American people to empower an incompetent dictatorship. And it turns out that the incompetent dictator you empowered can't even defend himself. But you kind of already knew that, didn't you? And with that, without delay... I would love to extend a warm Wednesday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies. Welcome to the show. I don't know how you got here. Maybe Joe Biden replaced your computer 
with a Dominion machine and it swapped out your episode of The Daily with Be Reasonable. And now you're hearing my voice and thinking, hey, why am I hearing this guy's voice? And why is he saying mean things about commies? And why do I feel like he's talking about me when he's talking about the commies? I'm not a communist. I love free markets as long as you don't make me define them. And I love freedom as long as that freedom pretty much just entails doing whatever I want people to do. Hey, Kami, that's not America. That's communism. You know, that thing you voted for when you voted for the guy that is completely and totally compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. You know, the guy who has for decades sold his political office to the highest buyer. And then he does their bidding. That's kind of how corruption works. And you're thinking, well, that's not possible. I just bought a new Tesla. And to that I say, hey, congratulations, Kami. You got a, you got a Tesla. Teslas don't exist in communist societies, from what you're told. I know, you're very smart when it comes to these things. Which is why you will never talk about it with anyone who doesn't agree with you. Because they're just not on your level. So conversation would be rendered pointless. But here's the thing. Everyone who says the opposite of what you're saying in your head right now, Kami, you're right. They're not on your level. They actually know what they're talking about. You can't explain anything you believe. And don't pretend I'm wrong. Because just like every other day, I'm going to say a whole bunch of things that you don't understand at all. But those things are nonetheless true. Isn't it crazy how that works, Kami? You know everything. You're just not able to explain any of it. And nothing you ever say or think withstands any amount of scrutiny. I know it's a strange position to be in, you being the very smart, very moral, very educated one. But it is what it is. So Joe Biden yesterday, from his position of total incompetence, fecklessness, obvious weakness, obvious dementia. From that position, he decided that he was going to head off to Philadelphia and give a speech to a crowd of communists on his side, which must have been very pleasant because it was the first time that he's ever had an audience clap for him. But he went there to claim that he really is the legitimate president, even though everyone can see that he absolutely is not. And the first sign of that for any thinking person should be the fact that a legitimate president wouldn't have to travel to defend his legitimacy. Now, the White House and the communists will claim that he went there to emphasize how important it is 
that the country passes H.R. 1 and S. 1, which are the bills in the Congress that have been totally stymied because there is not even enough Democratic support for their passage. Those bills are aimed at federalizing elections and making sure that states can't challenge the elections, that states have no say over how their elections are run, even though it is explicit in the Constitution that the states are in charge of running their own elections. And it's for exactly this reason. So that if certain states fall to corruption or influence of a foreign power, the other states would still be standing in a way that would allow the country to save itself from the place Joe Biden wants to take us. Legitimately, the purpose for having the Constitution constructed that way. It's about the preservation of the constitutional republic. But Joe Biden wants to eradicate that. And so let's go through his speech from yesterday because I took upon myself the arduous task of listening to the enfeebled usurper of the free world for the entire 24-minute duration of his delusional screed. But before we get into that, let's just all notice that Joe Biden started the speech out by being creepy Joe Biden. Mr. Mayor, I, uh, I, I, compliment, I thought you were a great mayor. still think you are, but your judgment and fiancé is even stronger. Than your and then he just mumbles. But seriously, that was the first seconds of his speech, and he was already trying to hit on the mayor of Philadelphia's wife, or I mean fiancé, sorry. Maybe he was thinking, there's still a chance. But let's get into the speech. Recount after recount after recount, court case after court case, the 2020 election was the most scrutinized election ever in American history. Challenge after challenge brought to local, state, and election officials, state legislatures, state and federal courts, even to the United States Supreme Court, not once, but twice. More than 80 judges, including those appointed by my predecessor, heard the arguments. In every case, neither cause nor evidence was found to undermine the national achievement of administering the historic election in the face of such extraordinary challenges. Audits, recounts were conducted in Arizona and Wisconsin. In Georgia, it was recounted three times. It's clear for those who challenge the results and question the integrity of the, the election, no other election has ever been held under such scrutiny and such high standards. The big lie is just that, a big lie. So the big lie is just that, a big lie. Right. Okay. Well, I don't know exactly how you're saying that, Joe. I think what you're trying to say is that the big lie 
really is a lie. Except what you're saying is that the big lie is a big lie. And the big lie is the narrative the Democrats have been pushing this entire time. They keep saying it's a big lie to say the election was stolen. It's the big lie. It's the big lie. Now, remember who came up with the big lie. That's Joseph Goebbels. And his definition of the big lie was that you repeat something over and over and over again. And you use the full force of the press, the military, the government mouthpiece, any possible power that you can employ to suppress dissent is exactly what you do. You enforce the big lie with the power of the state so that no one will stand up to it and disagree with it. It has always been misidentified by the Democrats. They are saying that disputing the election, you are participating in the big lie. It doesn't even make sense in context of what the big lie actually is, what that phrase actually means. So if he's saying that their narrative about the big lie is itself a big lie, well, I'd agree with him. But the funny thing in this segment is now this starts about five minutes into his speech and he talks about recount after recount after recount. He mentions Arizona, who is actually doing an audit, a real full forensic audit sanctioned by the Arizona State Senate done in accordance with Arizona law and under the purview of a judge who allowed this to go forward. It's not a conspiracy. It's really happening. And then he goes on to say that Georgia did three hand count audits. He said this early afternoon yesterday. Maybe it was 1 or 2 p.m. Eastern time. I don't know what time he started. But by that point... We all knew I had already recorded an episode about it. We all knew that there was hard evidence, hard, direct, easily understandable evidence that the audits themselves in Georgia, Fulton County specifically, were a fraud. The audits were defrauded. There is hard evidence of that. You can look at Garland Favorito's case. The evidence is presented. It is in the info stream. You can go look at the raw data yourself. It's all available. So Joe Biden is out on stage hours after this information came to light, and he is still relying on the fact that Georgia did multiple quote unquote audits and that everything was just fine except everything wasn't just fine. They ran those audits with the express intent of proving the numbers to be okay in Georgia. That's not an audit. If you fudge the numbers to make them match the fraudulent result you've already propagated, that's not an audit. That's a cover-up. And there's no way 
that Joe Biden's people don't know this. And if if somehow there is a way, then they're more incompetent than we could possibly imagine. But they know that the audits in Georgia, the hand recounts were just proven fraudulent. They know that they also know what these hand recounts and audits are designed to do, which is confirm the fake number. But he still goes out on stage and says it in a very important speech. All of the uh, communist state media outlets like CNN were out there talking about how memorable this speech would be. What a moment in American history. He's standing up for the right to vote. That's pathetic. He looks like a clown. And talking about the Arizona audit, also yesterday, Karen Fan, the president of the Arizona Senate, came out and said, in no uncertain terms, that the number of ballots don't match the vote count that was recorded, reported, and certified. And Joe Biden just mentioned those two states as if they were all done and dusted. Everything there has been proven sound. No, it hasn't. He's literally out there saying the opposite of truth, and the communists are clapping. The denial of full and free and fair elections is the most un-American thing that any of us can imagine. The most undemocratic, the most unpatriotic, and sadly, not unprecedented. From denying enslaved people full citizenship until the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments after the Civil War, to denying women the right to vote until the 19th Amendment 100 years ago, to poll taxes and literacy tests and the Ku Klux Klan campaigns of violence and terror that lasted in the 50s and 60s, to the Supreme Court decision in 2013, and then again just two weeks ago, a decision that weakened the landmark Voting Rights Act. The denial of a free and fair election is the most un-American thing any of us can imagine. Well, right again, Joe. This speech is actually funny because Joe Biden says so many absolutely true things. He's just talking about the wrong group of people each time. He's saying in very clear language exactly what the Democrats have done and he is leaving it for the listener to assume that at all times he's talking about MAGA people listen to the history he just gave right there he even said I mean he couldn't pronounce it but it's a real tongue twister for a demented old pervert like Joe Biden. It's also strange that he's going after the Klan when the man who mentored Joe Biden in politics was a grand Klegel and exalted Cyclops of the Klan who himself filibustered the Civil Rights Act. That's Joe Biden's mentor, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the very same Joe Biden. Well, I mean, we assume it's the same. He clearly is in some ways not the same person because it's hard to be the same person you were 50 years ago 
if you don't remember who you were two weeks ago. And of course, that's the situation we find ourselves in with Joe Biden. But what he's talking about are things that the Democrat Party did, okay? And the Democrat Party did these things because the Democrat Party's philosophy is collectivist. It is all about creating groups of people based on identity characteristics primarily and then acquiring power by dividing groups of people. And when the first division doesn't work, you create a new division within the the people that are not on your side. And you pretend to defend one side of that division and you try to subsume them into the collectivist movement. And then you divide again and you try to take the people that you can get onto your side and you divide again. And that's how they've gotten to this point. All they really need is not a majority. They just need enough people in enough places to control the cultural understanding of what's happening. And then when they have their candidates win through obvious election fraud, no one questions it because they already believe that's the direction the culture has shifted. But people are supposed to listen to this speech with the understanding That it's the Republicans that somehow did all of those bad things he's talking about. It's not. That's the Democrats. Now, let's hear what Joe Biden has to say about his time in Europe and the G7 and what the leaders around the world are thinking right now. Not a joke. They wonder, Gov. They ask me, is it going to be okay? Citadel of democracy in the world. Is it okay? Hello, governor. Is it going to be okay? That must have been how Boris Johnson sounded over there. But Joe Biden couldn't make it through his big speech without leaning in for a whisper that nations of Europe were asking, is it going to be okay? Is it going to be okay? (laughs) That must have been why Joe Biden didn't realize that the uh, president of South Africa had been had been mentioned in when Boris was going around introducing people. He must have been hiding under the table because he was scared. He was trying to get Joe Biden's attention to ask if it was going to be OK. Hey, is it going to be OK? I'm scared for the citadel of democracy. <laughs> people were asking Joe Biden if it was going to be okay, is what going to be okay? What kind of world leader looks at even the January 6th event and thinks, oh yeah, that's probably going down exactly as they're portraying it on CNN. These people are so stupid. If I'm sorry, commies. Hey, I'm going to offend you right now, and it might hurt. Here's the thing. You're very dumb. You're very, very dumb. The idea that any of you think that the leaders around the world believe the story that you believe is one of the stupidest thoughts a human could possibly have. Okay? Vladimir Putin 
believes that January 6th was a very deadly insurrection? I don't think so. Xi Jinping, he believes that? No, he doesn't. But neither do Angela Merkel and Boris Johnson and Emmanuel Macron. They don't believe it either. Why? Because they're not as dumb as you, commies. They have actual information that they use. Yes, they're going to go along with the story because it works to their benefit. But you can't really think they believe that, do you? The leaders around the world are asking Joe Biden if it's going to be okay because of the very deadly insurrection. No, they're not. And you know that too, Kami. You are also just playing along with the story because it you think it works to your benefit. But it doesn't. You are so short-sighted that you are concerned about maintaining your position in a culture that is about to crumble to the ground. Remember, commies, you are not the last bastion of intelligent, critical thought and political knowledge. You are the last people in the country to realize the simple, basic truth of the two most important events of your lifetime. You're the last to realize you're not the smartest people in society. You're not the keepers of the intellectual flame. You are the last people in the country to realize the truth of the two most important events of your life. That means that you, yourself, Kami, you directly, are incapable of operating in the real world. You are not an independent enough thinker to strike out on your own and say, hey, sorry, party of false decorum, all the people around me, I wanted to impress you my entire life. All that mattered to me was your acceptance so that I could advance in a career so that someday you would think that I am worthy. I've lived my entire life for that, but all of that has come to an end because I see the simple, basic, obvious truth of the two most important events of my life. The COVID narrative was a complete and total lie and the election was decided completely on fraud and the media has covered it up you are the last people in the country to realize how obvious those truths are you don't get to be the smart ones and the fact that it's not obvious to you that those lies are both just on fire, burning to ashes, to the point where people will only mock and ridicule you for having ever believed them, and you still can't get outside the box. Don't you understand the peril you are putting yourself in for the world that will exist in the near future? How is that not obvious? You are lying, and you know you're lying. And you're doing it to prop up this story, just like those other world leaders are. So no, it's not going to be okay.
What is America going to do? We also have to be clear-eyed about the obstruction we face. Legislation is one tool, but not the only tool. And it's not the only measure of our obligation to defend democracy today. For example, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that the United States Department of Justice is going to be using its authorities to challenge the onslaught of state laws undermining voting rights in old and new ways. Those are the words of an authoritarian dictator. Now, it's kind of funny that Joe Biden's obvious weakness and incompetence and stupidity and dementia actually serve a purpose for him. All right. It makes it so that the commies in the normal American public don't think he's actually a threat, right? He's not young or middle-aged or whatever you want to say about Hitler's age, but Hitler was certainly physically capable. He had power and emphasis behind his voice. He knew what he was talking about, but of course he was pure evil and a pure communist. And again, the idea that somehow the Nazis were a right-wing movement. That's insane. I don't know how the American public was convinced of that, but that is a total brainwashing by our educational system. They were called the Nationalist Socialist Party. They were collectivists. And they are exactly the same as what's happening in America right now. Joe Biden's weakness and fecklessness and incompetence and stupidity and dementia do not change the thrust of what he's actually saying. And what he's actually saying is indistinguishable. Joe Biden just said that legislation is not the only tool by which they can protect democracy. He literally just said that his own Department of Justice, his own attorney general, are going to go around the country trying to make it so that states cannot pass these laws. And they are all supporting the Democrat communist from Texas who fled the state to make sure that Texas could not pass the laws that they, of course, will soon pass. So another incompetent PR ploy by the Democrat Communist Party. Joe Biden just said that legislation isn't the only tool. He can actually exert force and abuse the justice system to make sure that Democrat cheating, uniparty cheating, I should say, in elections is not stopped. He just said that. If that was in a voice more powerful than his, that would sound to people exactly as it should sound to people. And when we're told that the government is going to start checking our personal text messages for misinformation and they're compiling lists of conservative influencers and meme makers who were followed by the people 
at the very violent insurrection. You have to wonder where it's going to stop. They're already sending people around to try to get people vaccinated. How much more do you need to see before you will understand who and what these people are? He called Georgia's very mild election integrity bill an example of vicious anti-voting laws. Georgia's election integrity bill doesn't even make the standards as strong as they are in Delaware, where they don't have mail-in balloting. And as for him mentioning the Supreme Court case from a few weeks ago, the Supreme Court upheld Arizona's ability to create their own election laws and outlaw ballot harvesting and invalidate votes that aren't cast legally. And Joe Biden is saying that that's a threat to democracy. The judicial branch making a judicial decision that is right by the Constitution is a threat to our democracy, according to Joe Biden. It's not me saying it. It's him saying it in his own words. Stop pretending it means something else. This year alone, 17 states have enacted not just proposed, but enacted 28 new laws to make it harder for Americans to vote. Not to mention, and catch this, nearly 400 additional bills Republican members of the state legislatures are trying to pass. Oh, the horror. States are passing their own election laws just as the Constitution allows them to, which was just upheld by the Supreme Court, and there's 17 of them Oh, no. While this broad assault against voting rights is not unprecedented, it's taking on a new and literally pernicious forms. It's no longer just about who gets to vote or making it easier for eligible voters to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote. Who gets to count whether or not your vote counted at all? It's about moving from independent election administrators who work for the people to polarized state legislatures and partisan actors who work for political parties. To me, this is simple. This is election subversion. It's the most dangerous threat to voting and the integrity of free and fair elections in our history. Never before have they decided who gets to count. Count. What votes count. What an interesting quote there by Joseph Stalin. I mean, Joseph Biden. Oh, no, wait. I really do mean Joseph Stalin. He just quoted Joseph Stalin. Here's Stalin's original quote. Those who vote decide nothing. Those who count the vote decide everything. Now, Trump refers to this often in speeches, but he notes <laughs> that Stalin is the one who made this point, And then he points out the fact that the Democrats actually did change all the rules and decide how this was going to go down. And the Uniparty monitored these recounts, which we know now were absolute frauds, defrauding an audit, by the way, is such serious shit. 
It is actually proof that the original count was a fraud and that the cover-up is ongoing. That's what defrauding an audit is. And we have proof of that, indisputable proof of that in Georgia right now. It's out there. And who were the counters in Georgia and who were the people who conducted the audit in Georgia? Oh, those were those people from the temp agency that Stacey Abrams is a part owner of happy faces. Well, that's strange. So it does matter who counts the votes. Is that what you're saying, Joe? Also, Joe Biden has quoted Mao and Xi Jinping in his talks before. He didn't even communicate the fact that this was an observation made by Joseph Stalin. I guess the assumption here is, is that he's recontextualizing it and applying it to the other side. But he really did repeat the line. And right after that, he goes on to claim that the Republicans, through these election integrity bills, are trying to take elections away from independent election administrators and give them over to the state. And he calls that partisan. Now, there is nothing independent about the people who administered the election. Again, they're people that Stacey Abrams hired. Okay? There is a reason why around the country, especially in the cities that were quite obviously stolen and the cities that were told decided the entire election for Joe Biden, where, by the way, Joe Biden exceeded Barack Obama's numbers among black voters. And those are the only places in the country where he did that. That's why these people can happily wear their Black Lives Matter shirts and their Biden-Harris shirts and bring out the papers of who you're supposed to vote for in these impoverished black communities. That actually happened. And that is striking visual evidence of who was running the count and who was administering the election in all of these places. There should be no doubt. So he's calling those independent election administrators. And he's mad that states are exercising oversight over this entire process. It seems unfair because to the Uniparty and to the global communists and to everyone involved with stealing our election and the elections of other countries around the world. All of this was supposed to be set up already. They had already agreed to it. The members of the Uniparty had all put this system in place. There aren't supposed to be these kinds of problems. No one is actually supposed to go back and check their work. No one is supposed to look into it very hard because the truth is a crime this big requires a cover up much bigger and the cover up is insufficient. That's what is happening right now. Some, some le state legislators want to make it harder for you to vote. And if you vote, they want to be able to tell you your vote doesn't count for any reason they make up. Okay, now that is splendid. The claim that anyone is trying to make up reasons for votes not to count 
is just some bizarro world bullshit. They have laws in these states that were enacted constitutionally by the state legislatures and the unit party and the Democrat Communist Party chose not to follow those laws. They had secretaries of state and governors agree to change all sorts of election rules and election mechanics to allow for this fraud apparatus to be installed. And they did it all on the basis of a very deadly pandemic that it turns out kills fewer than one in 1000 people who get it. But it's still very deadly. We know that because they put a big number up on the TV. Last week in America, this is no bullshit. This is according to VAERS, which is the individual reporting mechanism that the CDC has just to make sure that they are getting a more accurate picture of what disease is like in the country because doctors are disinclined to report it. More people died in America last week from the COVID vaccine than from COVID. Got it? That's a real thing. How is that a real thing? Ask yourselves that. And if that's a real thing, do we really have to pretend that COVID is very deadly and that COVID is so very deadly that we need to change the entire way we run elections and just override all the actual laws that states put in place? Of course, we don't need to pretend that. We also don't need to pretend that these election integrity bills are about taking people's votes and then just deciding they don't count for some reason they just made up. Nothing could possibly be further from the truth than that. That is deranged even for Joe Biden. Will you deny the will of the people? Will you ignore their voices? We have to ask. Are you on the side of truth or lies, fact or fiction, justice or injustice, democracy or autocracy? That's what it's coming down to. Will you deny the will of the people? Well, yes, Joe, apparently you will. Are you on the side of truth or lies? You're on the side of lies, which is why you are afraid of anyone looking into the election, of any forensic audits being done. That's why you're in Pennsylvania, to prevent a forensic audit, because you know what it's going to find. You're not the president, Joe. You were never the president, Joe. You never had a chance of being president at any point in your pathetic, corrupt, perverse life, Joe. That's the truth. You want to be on the side of truth? Come out and admit that. Are you on the side of democracy or autocracy? Define autocracy for me, Joe Biden. Tell me what it means and then explain to me the difference between that and you standing up there pretending to be a legitimate president of the United States while knowing that you have sold your office for 50 years. And knowing that you stand up there as a result of fraud that you helped enact. Get up there, Joe. Get up there and say it. 
Look how close it came. I mean, for real, how close it came. We're going to face another test in 2022, a new wave of unprecedented voter suppression and raw and sustained election subversion. As I said time and again, no matter what, you can never stop the American people from voting. They will decide. And the power must always be with the people. That's why, just like we did in 2020, we have to prepare for 2022. We'll engage in an all-out effort to educate voters about the changing laws, register them to vote, and then get the vote out. We'll encourage people to run for office themselves at every level. We'll be asking my Republican friends in Congress and states and cities and counties to stand up for God's sake and help prevent this concerted effort to undermine our election and the sacred right to vote. A new wave of sustained election subversion. So that's what they have to do. Their number one priority is to defeat election subversion. And you would imagine that they would use the same tactics that they used last year, hoping that those tactics are still around. I don't think they will be. Also, maybe this is a good time to mention that I am still on track from my predictions of last April, which were that the media and the Democrat Party would be marching themselves toward their own end. And that is still what we're seeing. Is the Democrat Party this massive, powerful force? No. No, they're not. Their entire structure is built on sand and is about to crumble into it. You can think I'm crazy. Totally fine with that. I've been saying this for well over a year, and it is still happening. What is going to happen in the next few weeks? The report on the Arizona audit is days or perhaps a couple of weeks away from coming out. That's the latest. The fraud in Georgia has been proven on multiple levels and will be proven further. What is going to happen then? People are just going to forgive the Democrats. They're going to vote for them next year because they're the party of election integrity. No, that's not going to happen. I've said plenty of times the only way they can still win this is through sheer force. I'm talking about legitimate force and violence against the American people. And I don't think the American military is going to go along with that. And also the truth is these communists, they don't have the balls for it. If they did, they would have already done it and they wouldn't be sitting here eight months after the election, nearly nine months after the election with everyone in the country waking up to the fact that they stole the election. So hear me clearly. There's an unfolding assault taking place in America today, an attempt to suppress and subvert the right to vote and fair and free elections, an assault on democracy, an assault on liberty, an assault on who we are. 
who we are as Americans. For make no mistake, bullies and merchants of fear, peddlers of lies, are threatening the very foundation of our country. It gives me no pleasure to say this. I never thought in my entire career I'd ever have to say it. But I swore an oath to you, to God, to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. And that's an oath that forms a sacred trust to defend America against all threats, both foreign and domestic. If you are child-brained enough to think that Joe Biden respects his oath of office, then I can't help you, okay? Turn it off. Go back to Chris Hayes. Huddle up in the corner with a mask on and your double vaccination and just ride it out. See what happens. You'll probably win, Kami, because, yes, you are so right. You're so smart. You're so moral. You know that Joe Biden really is the good, decent man that he always tells you he is, even though every single piece of evidence in the entire world suggests the opposite. Hey, Kami, you voted for a man who was mentored in politics by a Klansman. That's you, Kami. You did that. The Confederates back then never breached the Capitol as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. I'm also saying this. There's good news. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be for real. We have the means. We just need the will. The will to save and strengthen our democracy. Got that? So once again, Joe Biden is declaring that nothing like January 6th has happened since the Civil War, except the difference is those Confederates didn't get as far. These Confederates, oh, they staged a very violent insurrection on behalf of the FBI, who was, you know, planning the whole thing for them and then encouraging them to do it. But they totally staged an insurrection, which is much, much more serious than the Democrats trying to split off and divide the country in half so that they could still have slaves. Very, very different. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, that was the Democrats, too, of course. Isn't it strange that all the statues they want to topple are also Democrats? Gosh, how did it happen? Joe Biden is comparing his political opposition to the Confederacy. And he is saying that what is happening now is the greatest threat to our country since the Civil War. Why is Joe Biden and why is the Democrat Communist Party fixated on the Civil War? That's a preview, by the way. And it's a threat. They're saying that our country will devolve into civil war 
if we keep searching for the truth of the 2020 election and trying to expose that truth, since in large part, the truth is now known. That's what he's afraid of. He's afraid of actually having to use the means that he just discussed. He said, we have the means. We have the means to squelch this. He calls it saving democracy. If only they have the will. And what will is he talking about? The will he's talking about is the will to suppress more than half the country. That's what they want. That is the last thing that can save them. They know they are down to their final out. Everything they have tried and are trying has failed. So they ratcheted up further and further and further. They were not supposed to do these things at this speed. That was not the plan. Okay, this is not going according to their plan. If it was, the entire country would have just sucked it up and taken it when they said that Joe Biden won. But the country didn't respond that way and it hasn't responded that way. And here we are eight and a half months later, every single day getting closer to the entire country understanding what has happened here. And that is the reason for Joe Biden's panic. That's the reason Democrats just fled the state of Texas. They tried to take their ball and go home. But that's just for show. It's not anything. The law is still going to pass. And Joe Biden went to Pennsylvania to stop the forensic audit. But it's not going to do anything because the forensic audit is still going to happen. And the more information that comes out of Wisconsin and Michigan and Arizona and Georgia makes the Pennsylvania audit more likely and more necessary. Sure, people there could get bought off. They could get compromised. They could back down. But that's not going to happen. The people aren't going to let it happen. And they're showing that in state after state. Rachel Maddow was on television last night freaking out because they want to have a full forensic audit in Oklahoma. And she went on and on about how Donald Trump won all 70 counties of Oklahoma. As if it's about Donald Trump. It's not. She was panicking about Oklahoma because she knows what they'll find in Oklahoma. All election results should be validated through full forensic audits. It's real simple. And if they can't be, and if people oppose the audits, then what are we supposed to assume? The audits are not a threat to democracy. The Democrat Communist Party is the threat to democracy. We know for a fact that they defrauded the audit of the election that they defrauded. And that's not even a legitimate audit. At best, those audits are garbage. At worst, they're complete frauds. The garbage audit was defrauded by that by these people. That's how desperate they are. That's how much they're panicking. 
And that proof is out there and they're pretending that it's no big deal. Oh, that's not real. They're not going to report that. Imagine if anyone had evidence like that in 2016 about Donald Trump. They tried to say Russia swung that election for Donald Trump. What a joke these people are. We're about to have the results in Arizona. And what are they going to say? We're all lying. All of us are lying. We're just doing this to make people lose faith in the democracy. That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make any sense. We're all doing this because we're obsessed with Donald Trump and we can't handle the fact he lost. That's what they're saying. And they're saying, and this is what Joe Biden is saying, the best defense he had for himself actually winning was that they did a bunch of audits, which we know are fraudulent, and that it's so very threatening. There could be another very violent insurrection. There's been no violence. None from our side this entire time. And certainly nothing since January 6th. As if the opposition to this communist usurper has diminished since then. It hasn't diminished. There's no violence because no one is being tricked by this anymore. No one is going along with the FBI anymore. They said there was going to be terrorist violence on July 4th. What happened to that? Oh, no, there were just Black Lives Matter riots. That's weird. How does that happen? But let's move off that. I want to hit a few more things before I go. Uh, Yesterday, a federal court said that a ban on gun sales to people under 21 years old was unconstitutional. And of course it is. It is absolutely absurd that they even tried this stuff, but they'll continue to try this stuff. Remember, though, if you will, how many times Trump bragged in his rallies about having put conservatives all across the federal court system. Remember, 300 judges, 300 judges, 300 judges. Now, we have often been disappointed by the judicial system and even some of Trump's own judicial appointments. Fine. Obviously, I'm aware of that. But it's pretty remarkable that in this environment, we do have that last firewall to stop the worst policies of the communist regime. And Trump definitely deserves credit for that. Also, Fauci is out there talking about how school children should be masked if they're not vaccinated when they return to school in a month or so. And without getting into how absolutely insane that is, I was thinking about the sorts of parents I knew in Hollywood and how they go about their lives and how they use their own children as accessories to themselves. You know, they display their children as like the best version of all of us. And, you know, most normal parents are not going to want their kids to have to wear masks. And they're going to know that if they get their child vaccinated, their child won't have to wear a mask anymore. So I'm, I'm wondering, I'm suspecting, I'm predicting, let's say, 
that some of these parents are going to look at these vaccines as like this ultra elite status symbol where they will happily go get their seven year old vaccinated and everybody else at school is going to know it because that kid won't have to wear the mask. And the other little kids are going to come home from school being like, hey, mommy, uh, Jimmy, he didn't have to wear a mask today. Why do I have to wear mine? And the mom will say, well, you know, Jimmy's vaccinated because his parents are retards. She probably won't say that. She'll probably be like, oh, well, you know, Jimmy's vaccinated, so he doesn't have to wear it. And then the kid will be like, well, why can't I get vaccinated? And it turns out that kid's parents are retards, too. So that kid's going to get vaccinated. But this is our, this is going to be like a status symbol that your children don't have to wear masks in school because they're vaccinated, which shows the moral virtues of the parent. They are going to use their children to virtue signal. Keep your eyes open for this. I am certain it's going to happen. If I'm wrong, you can call me crazy. That's just fine. Now, I also saw an article this morning that a friend had forwarded me. The article is relatively pointless because it's about some obscure television host who got the Delta variant, and it's so bad. But it mentions in the article that 51% of cases of new cases are now the Delta variant. And apparently that's supposed to scare people because the Delta variant is the very scary variant. I don't know if it's a very scary variant the way the very scary Epsilon variant is. But it's very scary nonetheless. Or the Lambda, don't forget, the very scary Lambda variant. They're all very scary. But 51% of the new cases are the Delta variant. And we should all be horrified. Oh my God, it's the Delta variant. Of course, more of the cases are going to be of the variant. That's like being surprised that there are more 2019 cars on the road than 2009 cars on the road. Okay. All right. Great observation, Kami. There's a perfectly reasonable explanation for it, but thank you for scaring us. And finally, let's just listen to communist Alejandro Mayorkas. Allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. The time is never right to attempt migration by sea. To those who risk their lives doing so, this risk is not worth taking. Again, I repeat, do not risk your life attempting to enter the United States illegally. You will not come to the United States. Got that? You are not allowed to come to America by sea if you are fleeing communism. Now, a lot of people have made the observation that this is in some way a sensible thing for these communists because they want people who will come here and happily give the Democrat Communist Party their labor for basically free and their vote for free so that they can maintain power forever. And of course, that's exactly what these people are trying to escape. 
So they have no political use for these people. And they're covering it by saying that this trip is very dangerous and they don't they want to discourage people from doing it because they could die on the journey. But that's strange because the fake president in the Democratic debates requested a surge of migrants. He wanted to surge migrants to the border. And that trek is extremely dangerous. Instead of just having to face the terrain, they also have to deal with coyotes who are human smugglers and drug smugglers. That is what they do. And everyone who makes that journey has to deal with these people and pay these people. Joe Biden's presidency, fake presidency, has been a boon to the human and drug smuggling business. They are having their best time ever. And over 50% of the women who make that trip, I've actually read it up to like 70%, are being raped on the journey. Children are as well. That's what happens on that journey. The one Joe Biden asked for migrants to surge in making. But the people who cross the sea from Cuba to Miami, they are not allowed. They will be sent back. And of course, the political power is part of it. But I also maybe I'm wrong here, but I also suspect that Mayorkas and this completely incompetent administration who is just constantly detached from reality, making no sense. I think that maybe they're trying to show people that they're strong on immigration. And that this is a perfect target demographic by which to show that off. I also think that they may be so bubbled and delusional about what anti-immigration people believe that they assume that anti-immigration people will support Mayorkas in this. That's completely false. They actually believe that people are anti-illegal immigration because they're racist. That's not the reason. People don't want hundreds of thousands of immigrants crossing the border every year to then immediately join the communist welfare state because they're not actual asylum seekers. They're not seeking asylum just because they come in and claim asylum does not mean they're really seeking asylum. These people who will be crossing the water to try to get into the country from Cuba are actually seeking asylum. They're trying to escape communism. Their entire country is an oppressive regime. That's legitimate asylum. We are more than happy to take those people. What we don't like is the global communist slave trade, which is happening in reality at our southern border, aided by traffickers of humans and drugs and aided by the global communist movement. That's what we don't want. Pretty simple. 
I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform is great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. 
in my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm Your Moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!